Welcome to the Razam Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 52. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song Surrender by Mark James, reviewing the Bible Story Songs Challenge from April and discussing how to turn personal worship songs into corporate worship songs. Happy May, Sam. Happy May. Happy May. We could start that as a new new thing. Oh yeah, people will love that. Come what may, it's May. Oh, there's so many things you could do with that, aren't there? Yeah. Well, tomorrow, isn't tomorrow May the 4th? It's, it's Star Wars Day tomorrow. I was just going to say, sadly, that the actor that um, played Chewbacca just died. That's sad. It's really sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. What have you been up to, Joel? You've been up to all sorts of I things. I have been up to all sorts of things. Well, do you know what? I, I uh, achieved a lifetime ambition, which is not to do with uh, songwriting. I've always, I do quite a lot of running in my spare time. Yeah. It's like my, my little hobby. Well, you do some yeah. running as well, don't you? I love it. And um, I've always wanted to break three hours for the marathon. That is incredible. I finally did it. That and is incredible. Thank you. I, I did it, and, and I did it in 2.56. And I that am is insane. So That's one... One hour and four minutes uh, slower than it took me to do a half marathon. If that makes sense. Yes, yes, it makes sense. So I did a, I did a half marathon in one hour 52 and you did double that in just over an hour more. That's yeah. insane. That is insane. That's basically, that's how, when I compare myself to the, the elite athletes, yeah. I always think one and a half, most of my times are one and a half times the world record that's roughly it. and whenever yeah. i get within one and a half i feel like i've done well so i'm i'm Ooh. firmly inside that now with my marathon yes. so i'm yes super thrilled so pleased um it's nice, nice it's nice to achieve a sort of lifetime ambition like that and totally when i finished it i was straight away said that's it i never have to run another marathon and everyone said god yeah but you give it a couple of days and you'll be thinking god, i wonder if i could get under 250 and that's exactly <laughs> what i'm thinking I'm actually thinking I might try and go and do the Boston Marathon next year because you have to qualify for Boston and um, and I, I'm well inside the qualification and that would be a really fun thing to do. And then I thought maybe if there's anyone listening who yeah. could give me something, well, either could give me a bed in Boston, but also I just thought, well, if I make a trip, um, then I'd love to come do something at your church or with your yeah. people or writers or I don't attend something. Yeah, April next year, get in touch. Awesome. Um what else have you been doing? I've also been uh, been filling up the songwriting retreat. So we basically filled it up. That's dead exciting. Um, and so I had to go back to them and say, look, can we have, have you got any extra rooms? And they've um, they've unlocked another bit of accommodation for us. So, which means that we've now, there's two or three places potentially. So if anybody is keen to come, that'd be yep. super. Um, but the main thing I've been doing is doing the pre-production and crowdfunding for our live album. It sounds like you had a really fun three days. It is so fun, I have to say. It's it's like one of the really funnest bits of my job. I'm sorry you couldn't come and join us this time, Sam. Yeah, I was really sad because you, especially when you were Facebooking and saying things like, yeah, this one's going to get inspired by Sufjan Stevens and this one's going to get inspired by Radiohead. And I was like, hold on a minute. Those are my people. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's like this one's going to get inspired by Banana Rama or something, and I'm like, that's more Charles, my thing. seriously. Yeah, it's more like, oh, man, we could have done Banana. Yeah. Um, I tried taking some Simple Minds in actually, but it, it never uh, make the cut. Rightly so. Um, really good. So um, fantastic. First time I've kind of worked with Mark Edwards on such a solid. I've done some stuff with Mark, but on such a long block. And so, in terms of what we did, we we. I, I basically asked all the Resound writers and various friends of Resound and CCLI and I think, you know, what are our best songs? And I compiled it all together. Between us as writers, we came up with 60 songs on the list, but there were some wow. obvious ones that were, were common. And um, so once we'd narrowed it down to these ones we're going to do and, and a new song from Marcus that we really want to put out there, um, it was then saying to each of the writers, what kind of ideas have you got? What kind of influences um, for how this could sound? And then... I had a listen as well, came up with some ideas. We we then sat there and we'd listen to the song and then we'd listen to the influency reference tracks and really tried as well to not pick worship songs as the reference mm. tracks. There were a couple of times we did, but um, quite a lot of time just said, no, let's just, let's just think about the sound of the thing and, and what might be a good reference. And then just watched um, Mark, Matt and especially Mark just do magic they'd kind of say yeah. okay that little idea the way they do that little hooky thing how about this and then mark would go into his um into his computer and he just got every sound in the world wow and start doing things with i oh, just so clever so so creative and it was all about trying to find the the feel and the arrangement for the song but also then what mark was doing because he's not going to be with us on the day um was then kind of providing some backing bits and bobs and synths and things that would mm. that will fill out the whole thing or become part of the album when we do it. That sounds so cool. I love the way, you know, I think with Resound, we, we really emphasise the melody, don't we? We really emphasise yeah. the, you know, the singability and the playability and the lyrics being good. But I think, you know, the fact that you've taken three days and you've really gone with this, oh yeah, but what about the creativity? What about the, the sound of it? How do we make this you know, really engaging and fresh. I think that's a really positive thing as well. And I think the other thing this is going to do as well, when we actually get to do it live, is we'll be thinking about, you know, and what helps people worship when they're doing this. Yeah. What's going to lift their spirit? What's going to... And again, I think that's a positive thing about this project is, is just approaching, you know, the songs that we've already written and we're already really proud of the lyrics and everything about them, but just kind of go, well, what's that, you know, that sort of X factor that we can you know look for that's just going to lift this yeah absolutely cool um, so what can people do if they want to support this well two things one is we really want them to come on the 25th of may so i'm yeah well when i got to the end of these three days i was just so excited i couldn't wait to get the band together and play yeah. them and and just think god it's just gonna be so good i'm really enjoying it um i'm or i'm really looking forward to especially some of the more lively tracks the kind of joyful vibes that are in them and mm. not like vibraphone, just vibes <laughs> in a more generic sense. Um, I thought, well, you should have done Joyful Vibes. Yeah, Joyful Vibes. Um, I guess it could be the name of the album. Could, oh, there we go. Um, joyful Vibes and Worshipful Grooves. That's it. Um, so, yeah, so actually just coming coming up, we want, we're gathering a congregation, so come and sing. We'd really love to have you there. Um, and the other thing is been trying to... Um, we have to crowdfund these things because it's just mm. it's not cheap and... Um, you know, we we basically run as a little project, a little sort of cottage industry charity. Um, so, and and I love crowdfunding. Well, I, I hate it as well because it's quite hard, but I love it because when you've done it, 
you've just got loads of people who are bought into something and it becomes yeah. it becomes a shared yeah. thing so we are was at a, yeah go on i was gonna say i was at a church over the weekend and one of the pastors was saying to me you know how come some really average to poor songs become massive <laughs> and i kind of went well yeah it's an issue isn't it and we talked a bit about the christian music industry and we talked about you know various things but in all honesty you know i think a lot of people certainly people listening to this podcast will be going yeah how come and how come there's good songs that don't get out there yeah and i think the the honest answer is we can't rely on what is essentially you know there's i'm sure there's excellent people in the christian music industry but essentially a lot of those big labels are owned by secular record labels and what they're after is things that are vanilla and will sell yeah um whereas i think if people care about the lyrics they care about the craft they care about the singability um people are going to have to put their hands in their pockets and help be patrons of a different way of writing and sharing worship songs and i think this is a great opportunity and you know i would encourage everyone Firstly, to think about, you know, can you just pre-order some some albums or whatever? Mm. But also, if there's a little bit extra money sitting around in your church's um, worship budget or in your giving or whatever, you think, actually, I can give a bit more here. I can I can make a real dent into what this is going to cost. Um, I, I honestly believe that it will help, you know, get better songs and more singable songs out there. Yeah. Well, we have 11 days left in our crowdfunding. Da, 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 da. We have a target of twelve and a half thousand. We're currently on five and a half thousand. So come on, people! That's pretty amazing so far. It's just incredible watching, you know, watching that come in. And yeah. That's due to so many people's generosity. Um, yeah. But still, quite a long way to go. So, um, yeah, it is. Oh, I do feel the pressure. I have to say, I sort of, Mate, we're standing that's exhilarating. With you. But you are not alone. Oh dear. We are here help. with you. Somebody help me. <laughs> so yeah let's it well i'm looking forward to the next podcast when i come on and say actually when we do the next podcast we're going to come on and say we did it we did it we raised the money we recorded an album That's and you were there is what we're going to say hopefully yeah cool, cool. what have you been up to then sam uh well we uh we put some easter songs out on uh resound didn't we which was uh the result of yeah. our 12 song challenge for easter songs so you did yeah, your morning thursday song which i loved and i i played at our park church on my ukulele uh <laughs> and the thing about ukulele is i don't really know how to play it properly so i just pretend it's a guitar yeah and use guitar shapes That's uh, what I do. That, so that worked fine and then when i went to play it on monday thursday at my church i used the same shapes so i started it in a and I, as i started oh. playing it because that works on the ukulele, but yeah. that's obviously transposed. Yeah. And then I was playing it for a congregation. I was like, where my flesh is weak. It became this, uh, <laughs> like this Tom Waits song. <laughs> and I realised about halfway through, oh, I can't just use the same chords I used on the ukulele. So we did a very low version of that on Monday Thursday, but it still worked really well. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then uh, I put this song out called The Stone. The Stone. Uh, it's a cool is, name, but it's kind of... You know, it's on quite a rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah, it's literally and, the uh, first two words of the song. It's not even yeah. like yeah. No, I wasn't trying to be clever, but um, yeah, we had a really, really positive response to that. I think it it was a very different kind of song, and it's essentially Jesus has died and he's in the tomb and he's not yet resurrected. Yeah. That's the whole idea of the song, and um, yeah, people responded really positively, so it was it was encouraging. 
I, we had a really moving email actually from somebody who had suffered bereavement and for whom East, you know, the whole wow. hope of resurrection was yeah. a, um, carried such a different um, weight and importance, but who so understood the tension of waiting mm. for that final resurrection mm. and yeah, how yeah. helpful and powerful that song was. What yeah. I mean, what a great thing to well done, Sam, because yeah. that was a. They were inspired, I think. That was really inspired. Uh, so I did, I did my launch gigs with Bob Hartman for his Rhyming Bible album, uh, which was really fun at Spring Harvest, uh, Harrogate and, and Minehead. And the other thing I've been doing is uh, we've been putting out our resources for Thy Kingdom Come, which oh, is yeah. a prayer season. And so it's uh, starting on the 30th of this month, 30th of May. And if you go to the Engage Worship website, you can see the journal which you can buy and do as a family and also we finished and it's about to be uh, put up uh, online by thy kingdom come a series of podcasts so for each day of thy kingdom come you have a little um there's some uh, bible story there's a prayer activity and there's some music and we put some resound songs on there as some of the music so mm. uh, really encourage people if you want your family or families in your church to grow in prayer uh, to check those resources out Brilliant, isn't it? This is a, a, a resource basically that started with the Church of England and has been gradually growing. Exactly, yeah. It's, and it, it's funny that, um, I don't know why, but you don't often think of the Church of England pioneering in prayer, do you? Mm. For some reason. Yeah, they've really gone for it and they're, they're investing loads into it. And uh, yeah, it's exciting and there's lots of brilliant resources on their website and it's a, it's a way of... It's a way of uniting Christians, really, because actually, you know, it's it's one of those very simple things to say, let's pray that yeah. more people would know Jesus better. Uh, that that doesn't that doesn't take great theological nuance to do that. That's just something that everyone can can get on. And I think most people will say, yeah, and we need to grow in that. Um, so our thing is for families, but people are doing it for, you know, for all ages and stages. Let's dissect a classic. Dissect a classic. This month, our classic song is. I'm giving you my heart, brackets, surrender, by Mark James. Sam, can you tell us a little bit about this song before we tuck into it? So Mark is a guy, um, I'm not sure where he lives now, but he used to live in St Albans and he's lived around here in Luton as well. Um, and he's a terrific songwriter and guitarist. He's very involved with, you know, those um, those Vineyard albums that we've raved about in the past, the 90s yeah. uh, Vineyard, amazing Vineyard albums. He's very involved in those, some of the amazing guitar playing on uh on that was him okay uh he was in a band called dust which turned into they they changed their name to vera cruz they were excellent we when i was in a band as a teenager we supported them a few times and they were really mm. sweet and encouraging and super rocking yeah um and uh and yeah and then um he sort of tells this story on his website of sitting down i think he'd been really involved in a lot of stuff at his church and he'd heard a lot of prophecies and he almost kind of taken the weight of all these prophecies on his own shoulders like oh i've got to be the one that brings the kingdom of god in my area right and then had a load of disappointments and hurts and um and just was at sort of at the end of himself and sat down uh at his his kitchen table with his three-quarter size classical guitar yeah. and just started pouring out his heart to god and said i'm giving you my heart and i lay it all down i'm giving you my dream. and just essentially saying well god i'm just giving this all to you because i need to surrender it to you yeah. um and that's how it started and then later on he was uh working with trey shepherd uh from hunt what are they called 100 hours 100 hours yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and they ended up going off to um, to Hawaii on some trip, and and he ended up um, finishing the song and a hundred hours put it on their album, and then it went on to be recorded by Lincoln Brewster, who's an American twiddly twiddly guitar guy. Okay, <laughs> uh, so it basically went from his kitchen table to being massive. Yeah. Uh, and he's always kind of, I think, amazed at the story of this tiny song that started just to then pouring out his heart that then became kind of world famous. Well, actually, we ought to have a little sing a, a verse in the chorus of it, shouldn't we? I'm giving you my heart, all that is within, laying all down for the sake of you, my king. I'm giving you my dream. Laying down my rights Giving up my pride For the promise of new life And I surrender All to you All to you And I Thanks, Sam. Have you got a new guitar there? What is that guitar you're playing? I borrowed Andy Flan's uh, Taylor. Yeah, sounds nice. Yeah, it's nice. Really I, was, nice. I thought when you picked up, I thought, oh, it's not. Oh, he must have picked up his old guitar, and then you strummed a chord, and I thought, ooh. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really tasty. nice recording guitar. It's much it fits better in a mix than uh, Loudon. Mm. Um, let's talk about what makes this one work. I'm going to pick out a couple of things to begin with, if I may. Um, the first is just the. The, the singability of the I surrender, the I surrender. Um, and when you're carrying, because you basically have to carry two notes over the I and it's quite long and you hold them, but they're, they're really satisfying because they move in thirds with the bass line. The, the bass line is, is finding its way back to the major from the, from the mind. So, uh, boo, doo, doo. so that in itself is, is a satisfying move because it's taking you home to the tonic. And then the melody sits a third of it. I surrender. Um, and, uh, you know, just so often when a bit of melody, especially when it's a little bit slow like that, is really pleasing. It's because it's moving in thirds or sixths with the bass line yeah. or with the harmony. And uh, so I think that, that it just makes... It's easy to sing, but it's beautiful to sing because your, your voice is naturally harmonising with the instruments mm. and the way it works. Um, and then on a complete flip side, thinking about the lyrics, it's just really struck me how... It starts with Mark at his kitchen table pouring out his heart. Yeah. And it, but once it gets through into verse two, it, it's, it's, all, it's almost pure scripture. He finds his way into yeah. Philippians four, doesn't he? And is it four? I think so. And um, waiting at the cross, all the world holds dear. I count it was last for the sake of knowing you, the mm. glory of your name. I mean, literally uh, quoting that scripture. I wonder, looking at it, whether actually what he sang was, I'm singing you this song, waiting at the cross, what rhymes with cross? And it may, it may well have been what took him to the count all his loss and then gradually expanding it. But what that does is it, it helps take a very personal song and make it, it just kind of widen as it goes on because it actually it becomes, it starts using scriptural language that we can all, all buy into. Yeah, yeah. I think on the, on the thematic stuff, um, it just feels to me like an update of All to Jesus I Surrender, mm. uh, which is great, you know, because I think that's a really... Um, strong hymn 
and it's got a very similar idea of you know verses with a bit of content and then chorus which is just basically a I surrender all I surrender all and this is almost you know very similar but it's just an update of that and I think that that works really well um and then I think melodically I was thinking about it's quite interesting that actually the highest point of the melody is in the first line oh yeah uh, so so it goes E, G sharp, B. So that's a, a really easy melody because it's the, the triad of yeah. the chord. But you do that right at the beginning and you never get up to that B again. So you've got to sing that right out. I'm giving you my heart. And you do that obviously in line, um, you know, in, in line three again. And yeah. that's your high point. And then after that, uh, and all oh, that is within. So that's the second half of, of the first line but then you exactly repeat that lay yeah. it all down so there's a real kind of um familiarity to the melody uh which comes from using the triads yep. using repetition and then as you say in the chorus you know going up in a third yep. so i think it's incredibly singable that there's a really nice device there which is repeating a melody but not repeating it in the same place isn't there exactly using yeah. that repeat to run the two lines together yeah. It makes it quite engaging, mm. um, but very accessible. And they're not the rhyming parts, are they? Yeah, no. It doesn't go, I'm giving you my heart and all that is within, because you are my king. Yeah. You know, there's 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 sort of the repetition, but also the the difference of the, not rhyming. And the point about the, the chorus actually being slightly lower, because it's a, a slower one with drawn out notes it's a really lovely one to try harmonizing on and if mm. the chorus is slightly lower it's much easier for people people to harmonize so it means those who can and often in a congregation quite a good chunk can if you, if you get a long enough note they can find a note that yeah. goes with it um you actually can easily get up above it and you can fairly easily get down below it and you can get quite a rich harmony with people going in all kinds of different directions um well it's, it's which is really it's a really wonderful corporate thing then yeah and is, I mean, musically, is surrender lower in your register, if you know what I mean? You know, you think of getting down on your knees. Yeah. If you're, de- when you sing high, you're sort of declaring, aren't you? But when you, maybe when you sing low, and I surrender, you're kind of, musically, you're you're going down, you're, you're humbling yourself. Yeah. It's very much in keeping with how you say the word as well, isn't it? Obviously, you don't normally draw out an I, but you say surrender, mm. surrender. I surrender. And it's yeah, very natural. Nice. What would you change, Joel? I would probably change a couple of things. I guess if Mark had brought this to me, I would probably have said a, a couple of things. One would have been, you're straight into I'm giving you my heart. Yeah. That there's sort of no, there's, there's, there's no reason offered, there's no context offered for for that and i i would more i would have te- i would kind of pushed back and said is that actually part you know are, are you ready to say that straight away yeah is that that yeah. um and i you know he might and he may well have pushed back but that would have been the kind of bit i'd have pushed at just kind of okay we're straight into some fairly full-on sacrifice um mm. whereas then in verse two we kind of engage more with the reason for why that might be true so it's an interesting kind of um uh, there's a certain upside downness about it. I mean, uh, you know, we always say, but it, but it works with these classics. Uh, but yeah. that's something I'd have looked at. I think the, the line I'm laying down my rights is always a, a sort of slightly tricky one. It's quite complex theologically, trying to think about what your rights are and what you should be, and what what rights we have in God, and 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 almost just kind of exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. It, I, I think it's a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. 
Um, I think in general, these sort of very dramatic surrender songs, I'm giving you everything, God. Yeah. I would say it's not that it's wrong to have them, but I do think that they need to be kind of used sensibly and sensitively. So you need to think, is this a part of the service where people are really in that place? If you sing this song two of your Sunday morning service, I think the people are probably not there yet. Yeah. Whereas if it's after a talk, which is really about, you know, giving our all or... Yeah. And even then, I think it, it feels to me quite important to couch this in some sort of way of saying actually all of us you know we may aspire to give our all but we know that we're not yeah. we're not completely doing that um you know i always think it's interesting that actually jesus is the only one who's ever really given it all he's given his whole life for god yeah and there's a danger if all of our songs are about i'm giving my all that actually we're sort of slightly supplanting jesus's role yeah. by kind of saying look we're giving everything it's like mm, jesus gave everything and we are trying to give as much back as we can but you know i i don't i think the song works and i think it, it's just slightly about thinking about using it we've said before um sort of liturgically when it's the moment in the service to kind of make a big commitment this is the right time to use that yeah, song absolutely yeah it makes sense now, i guess the other thing i would just draw attention to would be that just the beginning of the second verse i'm singing you this song is a sort of <laughs> I'm playing my guitar. <laughs> it's like it's a cup of tea. It, uh, and again, I would, uh, I said earlier, I would imagine that when Mark is writing this, what's happened is he's singing quite a personal. He's just singing about his experience and so on. Yeah. And he gets through "I Surrender," and then he's like, "Well, what else is going on? I'm singing you this song. I'm waiting at the cross. Oh, I count it all as lot. Yeah, hang on, mm. I can go into Philippians here. Mm. Yeah. And I think I would have said. Now that you've got there, maybe go back and look at that first. You know, do you need to say I'm singing you this song, or can you actually um, can you put something else, which is less just kind of describing that you're? It's funny. It's a slightly funny thing to sing that I'm singing. We like that one though. Yeah, that's a really good song. I uh, think you know, and it, it's a it's a very interesting example of something which has come from a very personal place, and you know, has then has then gone to kind of help lots of people. Yeah, and to me. It's the sort of song I would find so hard to write. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of in awe of, of people who can write these songs for us sometimes because I, mm. I find it difficult. Thanks, Mark. 12-song challenge. challenge. We're going to review April's challenge, which was, Sam? It was the uh, rhyming Bible challenge. And I am absolutely thrilled uh, because this is kind of came out of the project I'd done with um, Bob Hartman. Yeah. And it seems to have really let people off the leash um, in terms of, you know, often we kind of go, well, is it really singable? And is it in a Mm. style that people, you know, recognise as a worship song? And this one, people have gone, right, we're forgetting all of that. We're going to do rap. We're going to do just, you know, the variety of styles. And, and, you know, people are being funny with their lyrics. And I just think it's great. So... Thanks, everybody. Really good. Yeah. I mean, just song after song kept appearing. And every time you think, this is fantastic. Yeah. This one's brilliant. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> yeah. So good. Let's, uh, I think we should just have a listen to a clip from a few of them. Maybe we'll run a few together and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll comment on them. So we've got, um, let's, got, uh, yeah, let's have a listen. Jesus went up the mountain with all his best friends so they could pray. But just then, over 
Assembled on the opposite hill, itching they were twitching, they were ready to kill. Saul was their leader, one heck of a fella, as the lions drew up for the battle of. Dealing hateful wrath, Goliath with his name, and he came from Gath. Seen that monster, they yelled at one another. Not the sort of thing to take home to your mother. Rumble with him, you'll be in for a fall. Warrior Goliath's nearly ten feet tall. Oh, 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 Okay, we're back in the room. Right. So oh. we had the we had Keiko. Uh, Watch with what he her Uh oh song, which yeah. is amazing. Amazing. Uh, we love that. Uh, uh, yeah. I just think it's so accessible. I love her funky little chords in the chorus where it goes a bit jazzy. A bit jazzy on a uke. It's only four on a four, uke. Yeah, four notes on a uke. Sometimes you hit a, a jazzy one. <laughs> I, I I really love the it's a really tight melody so accessible yeah. instantly you hear it you're singing along and you then the hook hook in the course I can I just uh, claim, uh, can I claim uh, a bit uh, of credit um, I, did you I, help I helped a bit, not with the uh oh she did uh oh in the first line I said come on just bring it back in the second line for us oh, it's yeah. so good yeah, uh-oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh oh lord we don't have enough uh-oh, uh-oh, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So good. Um, definitely. I, I've got to say, we we're like we picked three out here. We could have played a dozen. Or more. Yeah, there's so many good yeah, ones. Really so good. many good ones. Um, 
And then we had Karen Langtree, uh, whose song Giants. Let me just go find that again. So I just it really reminds me that the piano is really like the um, the intro to Rocking All Over the World. <laughs> um, and it's great. And that lyric: His biceps are the size of watermelons. His legs are like the trees in the wood. His hands are wider than an elephant's ears. To fight him wouldn't be good. <laughs> what a what a lyric! His biceps. Is that actually? Is that what they say in the in the Bible? Story? Probably. Does. Probably. They say he's got. But no one's ever said that about me. Uh, well, similarly, I, they say my um, biceps are the size of something that rhymes with watermelons, <laughs> lemons, <laughs> lemons. <laughs> That's still quite big for a bicep, isn't it? I think uh, mine are about walnuts. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the songs. Uh, and then, interesting, Stephen has then taken exactly the same story yeah. uh, and done something completely different. It really reminds me of Pete Neveland, who we've interviewed in the past. Yeah. Uh, he, he says it's like Arlo Guthrie. I'm not such so familiar with him, but that kind of, um, like he says, sort of spoken word poetry, beat poetry kind of thing. I love his delivery. I think he's, I mean, he says, oh, I don't rap very much. He's like, dude, you should oh, rap all the time. It's so good. It also reminds me of, um, who's that what, um, the Walk on the Wild Side? Oh yeah, Lou Reed. Lou Reed does a kind of spoken yeah. bit in that, doesn't he? Which yeah, has got that exactly. kind of tone to it. And then he yeah. hits that chorus. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh how the mighty fall. Oh, oh, oh. So good. Yeah. So good. And also the way that he's <laughs> he's used the he's used the actual names yes. from the Bible, Ephraim, Damon, and Elah. And then he's so <laughs> you, by using those, he's gone. Well, what can I use to rhyme with that? So he's going, Gonna be no huts, no parties, no jamming. And uh, Saul was the leader, one heck of a fella. That's just, you know, it's um, you're, oh. you're opening up all these uh, Judah and hoo ha. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes on and on as well. Once he'd started, he couldn't stop. There's about 400 verses. Slaying but, a lion and bear for he ain't be- no bull peep. But because he, because he wraps his way through them, that you get through them really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really. Really good, and he has. Uh, I love it as well. Actually, he's had so much feedback on the on the forum for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well done, everyone. Um, how did you get on, Sam? I actually feel like I did all right. Yeah. Um, I um, I to be honest, I had a lyric that I'd written about a month before for the rhyming um, for the Thy Kingdom Come. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, podcast. Yeah. So I'd written this thing that was basically a kind of rhyming version of the story of Jesus teaching the disciples the, the, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And I thought, I know, I can turn that into a thing. So do you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Jesus came from heaven and he gathered up some friends. He talked about his kingdom, that's God's rule that never ends. His friends, they saw him praying, so they questioned him one day. How do you do that, Jesus? Will you teach us all to pray? Teach us to pray, your kingdom Father, cause God cares for everyone. 
He's heaven's perfect parent, where God's daughters and his sons. You say God's name is hallowed, which means special and unique. We should praise him, give him honor, every other word we speak. Next you ask for heaven, that's God's kingdom rule to come. For earth to be a place where God is known by everyone. For tears to all be wiped away, for pain and war to end, for everyone to follow God and know Him as their friend. Teach us to pray your kingdom come. Teach us to pray your will be daily bread the things he knows you need you say that you are sorry for your selfishness and greed he'll help you to forgive those who are mean and harsh to you he'll lead you from temptation in the way that's right and true for God is the kingdom and the power and the glory Amen, they said, then joined him on his great adventure story And we can walk and talk with Jesus each and every day He's teaching us and leading us and hears us as we pray <laughs> I love it. That's so good. What, uh, tell me, what came first? Was it the do 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 do? Or was that an afterthought? I, what? I I can't really remember. This song feels like a massive mashup of lots of different ideas. So part of that feels a little bit like the beginning of Frozen. You know, beware the frozen heart. And part of it feels like a little bit like Geraldine's The Dance. You know. There's a dance where all creation is invited to come. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. That one. Um, it feels a little... There's a bit like Adele in some way, that sort of clap thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just mad, I think. Just all uh, these weird influences melded in my mind. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. So good. Just, <laughs> well, it's a bit like that this month, isn't it? What do we say? Yeah. We just go, well, what do you that's say? great. That's really yeah. good. I mean, my, I guess my main aim, having done the, the Bob album and then played them live, is I realised that actually with those story songs, things that people can join in with oh, is really important. Gotcha. So if there's a clap or if there's an action or if there's a singy bit, so the, the whoa, was that like, people, everyone can join in with that. And everyone could join in with a stamp, 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 clap, clap kind of thing. So that that was the sort of to have like interaction built in. And then it doesn't matter so much whether or not people can join in with the verses because they're kind of they're hearing the story and they're they're, they're participating. Yeah. Nice. Um, as I was listening to you and your um, your super deep vocals, I was thinking about how whenever I whenever we finish the podcast, I start editing it and I just go in and I do a little bit of tweaking and I just try and. And I try to EQ our vocals, our voices, so it sounds like we're in the same room or something. And I'm always just adding loads of bass to mine and taking it away from yours. <laughs> and I still can't get oh, it there. I just don't sorry. know. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. Why don't you sing everything down there? 
Like, yeah. I think that cult- like the culture has forced you into a... Um, crash test dummies. Yeah. Or George Ezra ooh, always sounds like he's singing ooh, quite low. I know. It never sounds that good when I sing that on there, though. Oh, I think it's quite nice. Do you want to hear what I did? Yes, please. Yeah, mine's far, got far less to it than yours. Like, yours had nine verses, and mine's got yeah, a verse and a chorus. So, um... I've been listening to um, one one uh, artist I quite li- like listening to, and I've been listening to a bit is uh, the tallest man on earth. Have you ever come across oh. the tallest man on earth? No. Nope. He's a Swedish guy. I think I'm pretty sure he's Swedish, and he sings just a lot of kind of slightly kind of folky um, stuff. A lot of him and his guitar. He's got a really affected voice, and it always sounds like his songs are recorded through a telephone. Um, but they're brilliant I just love it so I kind of I'm sort of channeling him a little bit with this song and it probably means I'm going to sing in a weird affected voice as well but if you can live with that that would be okay so uh, here we go so I took the uh, story of Jesus sending out the twelve yeah which means it's quite short because I got through it pretty quickly Jesus called the twelve together Give them authority and power The kind that drives away diseases The kind that makes the demons cow He sent them out with this commission Go and proclaim the kingdom news And I got just one more instruction Listen hard to what I've got to say to you He said Take nothing for the journey It will be best to travel light No need to carry clothes and money Just leave your bag, you'll be alright Whatever path the journey takes you Look for a place that you can't stay But if the people there reject you Just wipe your feet and walk away Just wipe your feet and walk away Hey! I really like that. It's really sweet. Do you know what you could do with that? What? You could, you could write a second verse. Yeah. That kind of speaks to somebody starting on a new journey. Because I was Ooh. just thinking, if you sang that at like a commissioning service or even a wedding might be too much, but, <laughs> um, you know, when someone's going, you know, to do a new thing. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of had this verse about, so now you're starting on your journey. Yeah. You don't know where the road will go. And Jesus does, you know, you know and, and, and I actually spoke it, spoke it to someone who is starting something it's new. It's more kind of, yeah. Um, as an ap- application. Because hmm. I think that, that it's, it's kind of, it's got a little bit of a sort of may the road miles up to meet you kind of feel to it. You yeah, know, of yeah. Like, you know, of a blessing as you're sending somebody. That's really lovely. And and maybe just a little three-word refrain somewhere. Travel light, travel light. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Go by faith, not by sight. 
travel light. Yeah, something that's got just a yeah. I like that actual idea. Of, it's actually travel light is the is the essence of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By faith, yeah, it's a, exactly. It, it's a complete rip-off, really, of The Tallest Man on Earth, but I don't... Well, yeah. a little bit. You, if you listen to his top tracks on Spotify, you probably go, oh, yes, I see what you're doing there. But, no, yeah, kind of nice. He, he's big enough to handle it, though, isn't he? Totally. He's loaded. Big big enough? Tallest Man? Tallest. Anyway. Oh, I see. No, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, thanks. Well done, everyone. Let's move on to the May Challenge. 12 challenge. Our challenge for May is going to be a challenge to some of us. And for some of you, you will say, oh, this is just what I do anyway. <laughs> so the challenge is um, to write a personal worship song that turns into a corporate worship song. What do I mean by that? So here's the idea. <laughs> here's the idea. We want you this month to write the song that you want to sing to God. I mean, I'm guessing I'm aware at this point. This could get quite emotional. It could quite, get quite mm. personal. But it's essentially from just stop thinking about your church um, or your or the corporate situation or whatever else to write a worship song, that, which is the song that you would love to sing. It might be a song you'd love to sing in church, but it's you're just trying to express yourself before God. So yeah. thinking about like we did with Mark James. Write it into a song for you. And then um, try and take that song and mould it into something that could be sung more corporately. So the kind mm. of idea is that what you, uh, what I imagine might happen in practice is that some people say, OK, I'm just going to sit down and write that song and then I'm going to share it or share it on the forum. Um, or sometimes you actually share it kind of virtually in your head. You, you imagine sharing it and you invite mm. the feedback of the people that, that, that are there and then start to reshape it, saying, OK, how do I take this idea... Because this is what happens with a lot of worship songs, is it starts as a personal thing, and then you say, now I've got to take this idea and somehow I've got to make it accessible and inclusive in a way that I can draw other people into it um, and make it into a corporate song. And I thought we could really help each other with that. It's a great opportunity for some good interaction and feedback between the different writers that are involved um, mm. to try and do that. Uh, so I've got a few ideas for, for um, things you might look out for once you've done that. So you write your song, which is your, this is what I want to say to God. And then some things that you can look at. Now, one of the obvious ones that you might consider when you want to take it from kind of personal to corporate is to say, can I change it from I to we? Um, which I don't think you have to do, um, but it's always worth looking. It's always worth trying yeah. the song. And sometimes it just ruins the rhymes. And sometimes it totally, it will definitely change how, it will change it for you because it was personal. And if it goes to corporate, mm. it will feel quite different for you. But it's worth a try because it might be that thing that actually collects everyone together. Um well, like I say, I don't think all songs in church have to be we. I think I is fine. Um, but it's that that's definitely an obvious thing to, to try. Um, another thing would be to look at it and say, how much is this describing now? You know, like my experience or my feelings or whatever it might be in terms of now. I So th let's just go back to the I surrender. I'm giving you my heart. I am. I am. I. Yeah. Are you saying I am? Where if you said when I... For example, if your thing is, I'm so lost, Lord, I don't know what to do, then that might be exactly what you need to sing. But if you took it into a corporate context, people would go, well, no, 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 I don't feel all that lost. I mean, I do feel lost sometimes. Mm. And sometimes there's a simple little change, which is just to describe describe the thing, describe your knowledge of the experience rather than speaking completely out of it. So that can sometimes be a um, yeah. a little change you can make. Um 
And, and then to look at what are the sort of the emotions and the experiences you're describing and are they very specific to you or are they are they universal ones? So are they things that um, everyone either does or should feel or want or experience at some point? Mm. Um, or is it something which actually, you know, somebody like you might feel like this, but an awful lot of people kind of never do. And then it's about thinking about, okay, well, what have I... I've expressed something about me which is very specific, but is there a broader description of a more embracing description of that thing which still includes how I feel and what I'm experiencing? Um, so, you know, if you had literally written, oh God, when I lost my job, it made me feel terrible, <laughs> yeah. um, then that's going to be really specific. But if you sang, Lord, the disappointments I've suffered have then actually that becomes yeah. a broader thing which includes exactly what you're trying to say um but would allow more people to be involved yeah um the the fourth thing i've got five things just so you're not worried the fourth thing um i thought is that you might you look at them if you use any metaphors and images in there so we often use metaphorical language and, and so on in, in songs and metaphors are a great way of, of describing things of adding color weight meaning and so on but to think about are they is it sort of a universal metaphor um that everyone would hear and go oh yeah i know what that means or is it again is it something that's quite specific to you in the way that you um understand things or the images you use and then the final thing would be to think when you when you write a personal song you write it to melodically you write it to hit the right notes in your range and your voice that hit the right sound for those words and those moments. And that might mean that you sing it really high or really <laughs> low, or you leap an octave and a half because that really grabs the, you know, the, there are all sorts of things. So when it's, when it's completely built around your voice, it will have a certain melody. And we, I think we've probably all been in church at some point where we're singing a song and we're well aware that it's built around somebody's brilliant voice <laughs> and it's not built around our voices. To then yeah. say, okay, what would I have to do with my melody to to, to allow more people into it, to sing it? Mm. Where have I put a huge leap? Where is the range of it? And, and it would be tough, I think. It's really hard to, to then take it and say, it doesn't... I've taken it down three tones in order to make it more singable for a congregation mm. it feels different mm. and it will won't it it will feel different um as a song and that's something to try and um try and do any any other th thoughts you've got sam on this well i think the interesting thing for me about this challenge is going to be that i almost never do the first part which is write a song which is my personal outpouring or if i do it's never really much of a song it's me with a guitar just kind of wailing or yeah, you know, you know it, it it'll it'll be a very momentary thing that I do for that moment, and then I put to one side. And I was flicking through my songs on on the Resound site, and I couldn't find one of them that started purely as a kind of personal outpouring. They all, for me, I always tend to start with right, what will help my church, or what will help churches, or or whatever, or a gap. Uh, and I'm immediately all the things that you've done as like the revision thing. You head straight into them. Exactly. I'm already thinking, could this be we? I'm already thinking, is this universal? Enough? Yeah. So for me, and this isn't going to be the same for everyone, but for some of us doing this challenge, the, ch the, the actual challenge is going to be write a very personal song to start off with. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, and I guess we we probably just need to embrace that. And like you say, that that might actually lead us into some some more tough places, or it might just involve us being a bit more kind of airy fairy emotional than than we are normally <laughs> happy to do. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that's a, possibly for some of us that'll be a really good thing. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I totally share that. Um thing that a lot of the time when I write I'm, I'm writing for something or, I, or I'm immediately like we have a, a writing group that we work with and I hear I immediately hear Sam's critique and Matt's critique and, yeah. and Judy's critique and so you know I've got those voices and I'm also always thinking about shaping it for other people um, so definitely a part of the challenge is going to be saying um, actually push through and write your song first mm. before, before you start messing with it but the other thing to say is it doesn't mean you have to we're not saying you have to write a spontaneous song that pause out in the moment no, you can still sit there and think about what do i want yeah. to say what words do i want to use how will i craft it what you can still write you know write a quality mm. song um but without yeah. trying to think too much about uh, how other people are going to perceive it yeah and ultimately not everything will necessarily change i think because actually yeah. some of those personal bits um end up being really important in a corporate song yeah you know so i think about for example, My Jesus, My Saviour, the start of the chorus, shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. It's very, you know, corporate, power and majesty, praise is very God-focused, mountains bow yeah. down, seas will roar. And then it shifts to icing for joy at the work of your hands, which we might have said to them, oh no, you know, Darlene, come on, come we on. sing for joy, forever we love you, forever we'll stand. But actually those, it, it sort of, I think, is the strength of the song that that, ha- that chorus has both. Yeah. Uh, or we've said before about shine, Jesus shine, that it uses both we and I. Yeah. Um, and I think so. The rewrite doesn't mean every single thing is going to change or every personal bit is going to get cut out. But it's just about going on that journey and thinking, well, what should change and what should stay the same? Yeah. And I would say, you know, uh, once we engage in the bit where we share it with each other, um, be you know, go, go into it open thinking you know, I, I guess as part of this exercise because some of what we're doing here is an exercise it's not just mm. um it's not all about we're trying to write the song that the world is going to sing um as part of that exercise try and work with the feedback that you get but it doesn't mean that ultimately yeah. you you have to do what people say and try and bear that in mind um when you're feeding back it, it's quite tempting quite often to hear a song and say oh, but I just love the way it sounds in your voice. Don't change anything. Mm. But I think just in terms of helping us to engage with this idea, in a sense, try and get beyond that a little bit so that we can help each other and say, it does sound amazing in your voice. And in some ways, I want to say, don't change anything. But I'm also aware that maybe if you changed this, that would that, that would make it work. And, and then finally, you're absolutely right. I think sometimes we write the challenges to challenge ourselves and we write the rest of you to join in. And I think that's what we're doing this month. So yeah. should we see where it goes? Really looking forward to it, though. Cool. That's the end of our podcast for this month. Um, thank you, Sam, very much for all your lovely contributions. I'm never going to say thank you, actually, at this point to you, but I'm going to just publicly say what a lovely man you are and what Aww. a lovely stripy T-shirt you have on. Thanks. Love you, too. Um, do get in touch with us we love to hear from you uh, comments about anything that we've had to say today um, or yeah, get involved in the 12 song challenge resoundworship.org forward slash 12 song challenge 
probably. Um, there aren't many months left, but hey, you can still get involved. And uh, email us, podcast at resoundworship.org. Twitter, at resoundworship. Facebook, forward slash resoundworship.org. Yeah, basically Google us. You probably find the answers to those things. And then all that remains is to play our featured song. So we're going to play the song that um, Sam talked about at the second of our Easter songs, uh, which is called The Stone. See you next time. Bye. We stand with them.